You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. of God, we will experience is being afflicted. We are going to experience being afflicted. And to be afflicted is to go through a period where you're hurting, battling sickness, depression, or such, whether in your body, in your mind, emotionally, or some other aspect of your life. And from a literal standpoint, if you allow it, affliction can actually disturb your peace. I said it can disturb your your peace. And and in one sense, we know peace has to do with serenity, where you're in a state of calm. You're not allowing what's going on with you to stop you from focusing on what you, you need to focus on. You're hurting, but you're still focused. Battling in your mind, but you're still focused. The pain at times, uh, you can feel it from your crown to the sole of your feet, but you continue to keep your focus. You're in a calm state. You're calm. But prosperity also from a biblical, well, peace also from a biblical standpoint represents prosperity. It represents it in, in the Old and, and the New Testament. The, um, and prosperity, according to 3 John 2, is a wish that comes from God, a divine wish. Remember what John said? Beloved, I wish Above all, that you prosper. You prosper. One of the things that the Lord allowed John to speak that was canonized or that became canonized was that he wanted the beloved of saints to prosper and be in health even as their soul prospers. So God wants us to prosper. You believe that? 
You believe it to the point to where you can look at somebody out of eye and seriously say, God wants us to prosper. Matter of fact, text yourself and say, I know he wants me to prosper. And just be nosy. Ask that same person, do you believe? How many know he wants you to prosper? Who can stop God from fulfilling his wish for you if that's his wish? Who can stop it? You. You. You actually have the capacity because of God giving you a choice to stop your own prosperity. You actually can hinder or stop your own prosperity. And uh, many of us have done it before. I said, many of us, we have done it before. We have messed our own self up. Matter of fact, I, I can't even count how many times I have messed up my prosperity. You holding on? Since becoming a Christian. And, and I know the main reasons why I messed up my, my prosperity. I know. The main reason I messed it up is because I was immature. Especially in reference to dealing with affliction, problems, situations that I didn't like. Situations that I didn't have the power to get out of myself. You understand what I'm saying? And, and so because of that, I hindered or messed up my prosperity. See, you have to learn from your, your errors. Whether your error is a mistake or a sin. Because there have been times since I was a Christian that, that uh, I erred. And it caused me to mess myself up. Didn't mean to error, but I erred. But then there are other times where I just point blank sin. When a man knows to do right. But doesn't do it to him. Or her, it is sin. I knew it. So I messed myself up. I messed my prosperity up because of error or sin. And again, a, a lot of it was because of my immaturity. And see, immaturity does not just mean you don't know. But sometimes you, you can know something, but you don't want to go through certain things in order to do what you know. So therefore, you, you continue to be childish and do what you feel instead of what you know. Woo, I said you do what you feel 
instead of doing what you know is the right thing to do. Have you ever been there? Lord have mercy. And so notice again. Uh, all the days of the afflicted are evil. That means that you're going to experience something that you don't want to experience. See, evil is not just that which is connected to the devil. Evil also represents bad, trouble, or something that's in contrast to what God, God will initially, well, not initially, but will finally do, but he will allow something such as trouble to come. And get this, sometimes from the devil, just to show you where you are. Y'all looked at me when I said that. Job experienced evil. And get this. God permitted the evil to come to Job. In order for Job to see where he was. But also the Lord wanted Satan to understand what type of person Job was. He will allow something to come that's evil in order to show you yourself or allow enemies to show or to see who you are. I better take you to Job. You're looking at me. Let's go to the book of Job. Let's go to the book of Job. And we are going to consider. Job is right before. Uh, the book of Psalm. Right? Some was looking like. I don't want God to allow evil to come my way. Well, I'm sorry to say, but he will allow it. Keep the verse in mind before we go in, any further. Proverbs uh, 15 and 15. All the days of the afflicted are what? Are evil. Not just a sinner that's being afflicted, but even a child of God that's being afflicted. You feel the pain. Whether it's mental, emotional, or physical, you feel the pain. Now notice this. Uh, Job chapter 1, verse 6. When you get there, say, I'm that. Now there was a day when the son of God came to when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord 
and Satan, help me. Let's read it one more time. And Satan also what? And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns what? He stays away from evil. So Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job fear God for what? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased well. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. What is Satan asking the Lord to do to allow evil to come? A curse equates evil. A curse equates what? Would you rather be cursed or blessed? Why? Because a curse refers to evil. But like it or not, here on earth, even folk that have been baptized in the Holy Spirit experience evil. I said experience evil. Y'all still all right? Now notice verse 12. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your what? Giving Satan power. Because see, God is not going, God is not going to put evil on a person, but notice he is allowing Satan. Why wouldn't God just do it himself? Because God is good. How often? Notice again, he gives Satan permission. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Now notice this. The Lord allowed Satan to afflict Job physically, emotionally, mentally. And I'm not going to go to the scriptures. You, you can just read the book of Job. And some of you already know what I'm talking about. He allowed, he allowed evil to come. But I want you to understand something that's very important. That, that uh, God said about Job, God cannot what? Lie. Right? I said God cannot. It's impossible for who to lie. Notice what the Lord said about Job. He said he shuns what? Evil. He said he shuns evil. So even though when you're afflicted, evil is taking place. You never allow evil to get the upper hand. Even though you feel all of that pain, you're 
looking at all the trouble that's going on around you, you never allow what you go through to get the upper hand. You never allow evil to control your thoughts, your words, and your deeds. It's hurting, but don't you curse. You want God to hurry up and do something, and, and you're getting tired of this, that, and the other in reference to your flesh, but don't you stop praying. Whatever that affliction is trying to make you do, do not obey it. Do not obey it. If it's trying to make you stay at home instead of coming to worship, don't obey it. If, if, if it's trying to make you agree with the doctor when the doctor is telling you something that's in contrast to the rhema God gave you, don't you do it. Do not do it. What did God say about Job again in reference to evil? He shunned evil. He would not allow evil to get the best of him. He would not allow evil to control him. Understand this. Even David in Psalm 23 was, was the same way. Oh, Lord, let me show you that. Let's go there. I need you to really get this, this first point before I can go on to the second clause. Go with me to Psalm 23. You get there, say, preach them now. Psalm 23. The Lord is mine. I shall not. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of what? For his what? But then notice the change. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of, I will fear no what? Why will he not fear evil? Because, because he knows evil is in the shadow of death. Notice again. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of what? I will fear no evil. I ain't going to fear no evil. Evil want me, wants me to obey it. See, fear does not just mean to be afraid. Fear means to obey or to revere something or somebody. The only one we are told to fear, biblically speaking, is God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of? But see, death, evil, will try to get you to fear it. Why? You're being afflicted. You're in a place you don't want to be. You're being afflicted. Yank though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. And then David gives us something very important. Why, why he's not going to fear 
evil, for the Lord is with me. When you are being afflicted in your body, in your mind, emotionally, and so forth, you have to know God is with you. You have to know in the midst of what you're going through, battling that affliction, that God is with you. Don't ever utter out of your mouth, it's not going to get better. If God with you, it's got to get better. I said, if God is with you, it's got to get better. Why? God is good. When? Don't allow the process to cause you to think God is not going to do what he promised. All of the promises of God in him are yes. what else? Yes. Affliction is going to come. Let's go to Psalm 34 and 19. Y'all stay with me. I, that's wonderful. Be quiet tonight, but you're staying with me. Psalm 34 and 19. Ready? Many are thee, help me. Of who? Of who? Man, I don't know why I go through stuff all the time. Many are the affliction of the what? Man, it was the knee last week and dance the elbow. Many are the afflictions of the what? Man, I was just battling. I don't know why I'm having all these crazy dreams. Man, my mind just going through this, that, and the other. Many are the afflictions of the. You don't think strange when stuff happens. You just you just have to stay focused. You can't allow what's happening to control you. I said, you can't allow what's happening to control you. If, if you ever get the time, read in the book of Acts when, when Deacon Stephen was being stoned to death. They, they, they were stoning this man to death. They weren't, they weren't stoning him just to hit him to make him hurt. They were stoning him, and in their mind, we got to kill him. And the whole time they, they were stoning him, his focus was on, was on heaven. And the Lord actually gave him a vision, preparing him to come to heaven while he was being stoned to death. He was being afflicted in the worst kind of way. But his mind was on what the Lord was showing him. And it was, and it was so amazing what God was showing him. Guess who he shared it with? The folk that were stoning him. <laughs> he did. He shared it with the folks that were killing him. Told him he 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 seen the heavens open up. And he seen the Lord sitting on the right hand. Let him know exactly what he seen. And God delivered him, but he, he delivered him by saying, look, I'm just going to bring you on to heaven. 
Many are the affliction of who? But what? God shall what? Out of how many? This either a lie or the truth. Now you can say you don't believe it, but, but that's you. I believe it. This right here is true. I've seen folk go through all kind of stuff. God deliver them while they were here on earth. And ultimately, he gave them complete deliverance by taking them to heaven. Why? How did he give them deliverance and, and, and they went to heaven? Because no sickness, no disease, nothing else can enter into heaven. What happened? God wipes away everything. I said he wipes away everything. Revelation 21 and 4 talks about how he will wipe all tears from their eyes. But if you, you continue to read, you'll find out that, that God takes things like death, sorrow, and all that stuff, and he casts it into the lake of fire. Every bit of it. It can't go to heaven. We're going to be afflicted, but we can't lose our focus. Whole time you're going through it, you, you, got, you got to have in you scriptures like Psalm 34 and 19. God going to bring me out of this. I'm going to come out of this. I'm going to say something. I don't want y'all to get upset about it, but I, but I got to say it. I believe some people can either hinder or stop their deliverance because they don't believe this. See, the impossible is possible when you believe. And see, believe is, is not just a mind thing. When you believe something, you act on it. I believe God. Or do Luke 6 and 38, the good measure, the press down, the shaking together, and the running over. I, I believe it not just because it's written. I believe it. Yeah, I, I believe it mentally, but I also believe it in that I act on it. Because it says, give and it shall be given. Good measure, press down, shaking together, and running. Oh, you got to believe that no matter what type of affliction you go through, God going to deliver you. He going to deliver you. And you got to always remember deliverance is three what? It means that God will save you, he'll protect you, and he'll prosper you. He'll make your situation better. I said he'll make your situation better. But you have to believe. Jesus said to a man, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him who believes the man got honest with Jesus he said Lord I believe but help my unbelief he knew his belief was not in the place it needed to be and he needed some divine help that was me and that's still me I'll tell him in a minute Lord I believe you but you're gonna have to give me a little bit more help because this right here is bigger than me 
And when that man dropped on Jesus, he believed, but help his unbelief. You know what Jesus did? He helped him. He helped him. Because the man was honest with him, and he helped him. I love to tell for God is no respected person. What he did for your cousin, he'll do for you. What he did for Walker, he'll do for you. You believe that? Shout at somebody, I believe that. So many are the afflictions of who? But what God going to do about it? Touch yourself and say, God going to deliver me. And some, some of us can add something to that. God going to deliver me because he done did it time and time and time and time again. And so, when you basically understand the first clause that if you are afflicted, you're in a place of evil. But you can't allow evil to control you. You can't allow it to happen. And you have to be careful in our day and time if God allows you to go to a physician or a doctor. Because in our day and time, and, and I know some of y'all don't like me saying this, some of the most pessimistic or negative folk are doctors. Specialists in a particular field, but just as negative as can be. You have to go in controlling the atmosphere. Because some places, you, some doctor's offices you go to, you can feel that negative air. Yeah, you, you, can, you can recognize, man, there's some depression in him. You, you got you to gotta go in with, with the mind of Christ to the point to where you don't allow that spirit that's roaming in the air to get in your heart. To get in your mind. You, you, you have to go in there knowing that God will use folk. But you ain't going to let whoever he going to use try to flip you to the point to where you get out of the will of God. The best place to be and the safest place to be. Help me. Y'all woke tonight. Say to your neighbor, I need you to be woke tonight. I know that's country, but tell one more person, I need you to be woke tonight. <laughs> Many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord shall what? Yeah. Out of how many? Oh. But notice this. Notice the second clause in Proverbs 15 and 15 as I close it. But he who is of a merry heart has what? He who is of a merry heart has a continual feast. I'm, I'm not going to the verse, but, but this is what the Bible says about a merry heart. A merry heart does good. Like 
of matters. What does that mean? It heals. Being happy causes healing. But specifically, a happy heart. What does a heart represent in Scripture? In the Old Testament, it's called the lab. In the New Testament, it's called the cardia. Both words. The primary meaning is the mind. The place of thinking. The place of decisions. And believe it or not, it's, it's your mind that causes you to feel what you feel. Your mind. The place of thinking. The place of feeling. The place of will. Your determination starts in your mind. Your focus starts in your mind. Your belief, your faith starts in your mind. But again, the mind and the heart in scripture are synonymous. They are basically the same 99% of the time. There are times when it, when it talks about the heart, it talks about the actual physical pump in us. But most of the time, it's talking about the mind. And contextually, it's talking about the mind. A merry heart represents the mind. And notice again, he who is of a merry heart has a continual feast. I'm going to turn that continual feast into a theological meaning for you. Gets blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing. Sunday or blessing? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's like what David so said. David said he loathes me, get this, daily. With what? Benefit. Benefits equates blessing. But I love how David's son puts it right here. Notice he, he puts a twist in it, but he, but he basically said the same thing his daddy said. You're going to have a continual feast. And, and, and you have to be careful because he still connected to the first clause that talks about how evil is present when you're afflicted. But see, the second clause is about you controlling your affliction by Having a merry heart. I'm hurting, but I'm still going to give God the praise. 
I'm still going to magnify him. He that has a merry heart will have a what type feast? What type feast? What type feast? A continual feast. In other words, you're never going to have to worry, literally speaking, about being hungry. Can you imagine that? You, you ain't got to never worry about being hungry. That means God going to supply whatever is needed the whole time. God going to supply what is needed the whole time. Whatever it's going to take for you to be happy in your while you're going through your affliction, God is going to grant it. Ultimately now, he's going to deliver you out of what? All. But he may allow you to stay in that affliction for a certain period of time. Yeah. Job stayed in his affliction for a period of time. Right? Did God ultimately deliver him? And when he delivered him, we seen the final phase of deliverance in Job 42. Where God, had, where, where God had folk lining up who knew Job had went through it and had, and had lost some stuff. And every one of them, when they came by in the line, you know, all of them, all of them was dropping the same thing. Gold. Y'all ain't read the Bible, have you? They came through the line just giving Job a piece of gold. The most valuable or one of the most valuable things a person could receive during his time and even now. And they came by giving him pieces of gold. Now, you, you think about it. If all y'all was just said, look, we know Walker been going through something. So we just going to bring him a little piece of gold. Bring that little piece of gold on. See, this, this a little piece of gold right here. This, this a little, this, 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 uh, I know it looks silver, but this is silver gold. This gold right here. This, a little, this is a little bitty piece of gold right here. I forget, uh, what do you call, it's made special. See how that ring made right there digging up? I don't even know what you call it. The, 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 it's got a design on the end and so forth. But this little rain right here calls a little penny. Yeah, I mean, a good penny. A good penny. Then if all y'all gave me something like this. All y'all? Oh, man, I, I leave here, leave with half a million tonight. I'm talking about with just this. If everybody in here gave this right here. You understand what I'm saying? Can you imagine them giving? And see, this, this is uh, 14 carat. If they gave Job 24 carat, pure gold. Just that day, he may, he, he may have collected at least three, four million or more. I don't know. You understand what I'm saying? God allowed him to go through a horrendous process. But in the end, the gold came 
everything he lost, God restored it. Everything. And, and seemingly it was better than it was before he lost, before he lost everything. Somebody ought to tell somebody else, God changes not. He is no respecter of person. Israel, you got to be happy, even in affliction. Even in affliction. Well, that was in the Old Testament. Well, even in the New Testament, Peter said, Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which in one sense represents affliction. He said, Think it not strange. Then James said in James 1, Count it all. When you fall into various trials, troubles, afflictions, you got to have a merry heart. So in the midst of you going through all you're going through, you're going to continuously be blessed. But see, this is what God was telling me. Some of us go through things, but we don't go through it happy. You, you, see, you, you, can't, you can't allow what you go through to stop or to hinder you from focusing on what you need to focus on. And I done gave, I done gave you good examples. I done gave you Joe, and I done gave you David. David said, I fear no evil. God said about Job, he shuns evil. And then Job himself, uh, he said, I know my Redeemer lives. You know when he said it? In his affliction. In his affliction. Y'all all right? You receive? I'm done.